Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And boy, do we have a couple of wonderful guests this week joining us all the way. Oh, Doug, you got to introduce him. This is what Richie does to Wayne, so I'm doing this. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Uh, Joining us all the way from the UK, from the You Haven't Heard This Music podcast, please welcome Richie and Emer. (laughs) Justin wasn't quite ready, but he got there. That's all that matters. Welcome, Richie, Emer. How are you? Oh, I can't even begin to explain how happy I am to be here. <laughs> uh, this is a a moment I don't think I'll ever ever forget. I'll take this to my grave. Wow, that is high yeah. praise. I, you know what? That just made my day. <laughs> on his tombstone, it will say, "Was once a guest on Mind Gap podcast." Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. I've come out into the field <laughs> just to be here today. <laughs> For those that are listening, uh, Richie has an amazing green screen behind him. And it, it just looks yeah, phenomenal. Oh, did you say in case you're listening? I was going to say because they can't see it. Yeah. So for the I, fo- I, I forget your podcast also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emer, how are you? I'm I'm good. I can't keep beat with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We're so I'm glad also you're happy here. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you are two of a trio of the. Uh, you haven't heard this music podcast. We are missing Wayne. To which we say, you know, Wayne, we miss you. Eat a dick and die. And, uh, you know, it's it's a real sadness that you aren't here with us today. And, you know, we we miss you. So thank you, Wayne. I'll still stick with eat a dick and die. <laughs> if you, look, if you've never listened to their podcast before, it is just a love fest. They mm-hmm. just compliment each other nonstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing but just adoration and respect. Positivity. Yep. Yeah. It's positive vibes only. You haven't heard this music podcast. It has, it has been a bit more since Emer's joined. <laughs> what does, what does Emer bring that, that, that makes it so positive? What does she bring to the table? That hair. Go on. <laughs> it was a mullet a couple months ago. It's taken a while to get here. It was a mullet. See, now you're talking about where I came from. You know, now you're I talking Doug's language. Now yeah. you're talking mullet. Missouri language, which is like mullet. Mullet central. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're so glad I did you're a here. Outfit with like a, a life beater and jeans and everything. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good, that. it's it's a look. I was about to say it's a good look, but it's it's a look. You know, it's, it's she looks like she's gonna go and cause a football riot somewhere. Now. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Some kid called me Pennywise. That was great. <laughs> I don't think they understand who Pennywise is. <laughs> Anyways, this is that multicolored hair. There you go. You should be like, hey, you want this balloon? And hand him a red balloon, you know? Lean it, just lean into it. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, come on down That's to the sewer grate. Good. Let's take a look and see what's in they there. Float. You know? They yeah. all float. We all float down there. You know what I mean? And then you push them in. <laughs> Yeah, that's taking a joke too far. Uh, but we'll definitely do the skit at the end of the episode. But please, um, if people want to listen to You Haven't Heard This Music podcast, where can they do that? Where can they find you? What are what are all the details? That's cool. Go on, Ema. Tell them. Oh, you can leave that to me. The abbreviation. <laughs> YHHTMPC on all. On Google. Just sit down, Google. We own that corner of Google. Y-H-H-T-M-P-C. You haven't heard this music podcast on everything. Or yhhtmpc.com. Nice. You Very cool. There. We, 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 uh, we focus on lesser-known music by lesser-known artists and give them a platform to be heard. That's what we do. Yeah, it's awesome. That's actually how I kind of got started with the podcast. They heard awesome. my music yeah. and they invited me on the show. Oh, that's now awesome. I've completely integrated myself that's how you do it yeah she's like it's like a parasite <laughs> yeah and it's just growing yep i'm getting more and more comfortable so be careful that's phenomenal and i and it's Stop seriously it. if you haven't heard the podcast check it out yeah. they do a really good job of celebrating uh, lesser known artists and showcasing them every week and it, it's it really runs the gamut of everything so if you're looking for something new uh something unusual definitely check them out it's, it's a really fun show Doug and I have had, have had the pleasure and honor of being on twice as guests, and both times uh, I walked away with, yeah, again, music that I would have never been introduced to, and every single song that we listened to, reviewed, and talked about, I enjoyed. So, like, it was, I walked away with, I think, in total, well, between that Lost episode and then the other two, I walked away with, like, nine or ten brand new songs that I was like, this is fantastic. And for the folks in the Discord who are wondering where we got Shoot the Ship Down from, it was from... You haven't heard this music podcast where we listen to the go. Celtic metal, I believe it was what it was, and it was a delight. Oh, you've been playing that, have you? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh. All right. Well, before we get into this, uh, let's uh, go through a little bit of housekeeping. First things first, if you don't already, please follow Mind Gap Podcast on Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcast. but specifically, be sure to check us out on Spotify. Uh, second, don't forget to join our Discord server. Uh, just head over to twitch.tv slash Podcast. In the bottom in our about section, you'll find a little thing that says Discord. Click on that button. Join our community. We're a bunch of nerds who just, you know, share stupid memes and talk about all sorts of nerdy stuff. And we get together for video games, which has been one of the best things in the world for me because I never had a whole... I didn't have a group of people to play games with, and now I do. It's so much fun. So come hang out with us. You're welcome. Uh, next, don't forget, we also have MindGap merch on redbubble.com. Head over to Redbubble, just search for MindGap Podcast. You'll find our classic logo there, as well as the I Will Haunt Your Butt. Uh, beautiful little cute ghost uh, merch on available on just about anything you could imagine. So head on over there, get yourself something cool, and support the podcast. And uh, also, don't forget, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time, we host a video game stream on twitch.tv slash Podcast. Uh, I pick a game out every week and we do something silly. This last Saturday was Jackbox Games. We had a wonderful time being silly, being nuts. And this Saturday, Justin, do you know what's coming this Saturday? Oh, I think I do. Oh, yeah, that's right. This Saturday, we're heading back into the dungeon for Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy board game starring Justin as Miley, the elven wizard. We've got Eric as Josen, the cleric. We've got Sam as Regnar, the fighter. And of course, Jared coming all the way from down under as Little the Rogue. They will continue their adventure and see if they can survive and potentially level up. I forget what adventure you're on, but who knows? It could be interesting. Nine? 
Now, I think nine's when you level up, but I don't know if you're there. I think, you're, I think you might be on eight, so it's going to be fun. Yeah. Dungeon Karens are back at it again. So this Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, come join us, watch us as uh, things get uh, things gets fun. So, as hey, the Dungeon Karens go back into the dungeon and demand to see the manager. That's right. That's what's going to happen because that's always what happens. Uh, hello, Robin's Twitch. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Uh, so now that that's out of the way, um, we've got Richie and Emer here and, uh, you're very musically oriented. Uh, just kind of curious, Emer, we were kind of talking a little bit before we went live. Um, you play a little music, Richie, I think you used to play music. Like what's, what's your musical background? What do you, uh, what, what do you, what do you all do? What do you come from? What do you know how to play? I, my, my, my main love is percussion and drums, but I uh, play a bit piano as well. Bit of classical piano. Um, I've always loved music, and I've always loved being in bands. And I understand how hard it is for artists because I've been there. So we kind of wanted to create a platform for artists. And uh, yeah, that's me. That's cool. How about you, Emer? Um, I'm a singer songwriter. Uh, I'm a producer. I'm multi instrumentalist and this kind of thing. So I started off as a songwriter. And then when I was going to college or university, um, I was thinking about studying songwriting, but then I was like, well, I've been writing songs my whole life anyway. So um, I got into music production. So more like behind the scenes kind of stuff. So now um, I release music under the name EMR. Um, and yes, I'm building on that. I want to like produce for other people. And then um, I'm a sound designer now. So all things nerdy <laughs> when it comes to music. Um, so that's me. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love cool. that. So when you talk about sound design, like what, what does that encompass? Uh, so basically when you're watching movies or TV shows or video games, um, like it could be anything like from the, the characters walking and like the footstep noises that that makes. So it's recording that. Um, and then it's like choosing music for soundtracks and that kind of thing. So I'm working with um, an American educational company right now. So it's been so fun. <laughs> so I get to do, I'd actually, um, I do a mean dolphin impression. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> And I showed it to them, so now they've asked me to voice like little like characters and stuff. So I'm thriving. I'm like in my element. Oh <laughs> my god! So fun. What uh? Yeah. So what's what? What are some of the the things that you've recorded for like sound design? Like what are like? Do you have a library of stuff you've recorded? Yeah, pretty much. So um, I just kind of pick things up as I go along. Like I have I um I have loads of like little whimsical little like noise making things. So I like mm -hmm. to like find them and then um just kind of like sounds and stuff and it's kind of what i really love about sound design is that it makes you think about things differently because all of a sudden you're not looking at the object like what is it hey what could that sound like you know mm, so right. um, like I, I had a lecture once in um, pulse college and this woman came in and she showed us these like high heel shoes that she was wearing and she was walking on this piece of wood and she was like these are ned stark's shoes from game of thrones we were like what? that's all right that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it was awesome. <laughs> So that's, that's amazing. Design, so I'm, I'm really happy to be getting into it. You know, Justin fancies himself a little bit of a sound designer as well. Justin, oh, yeah? you got a, you got a catalog of stuff. You want to show Emer what we got? Sure, absolutely. So this is like if a tornado was like like ripping through, uh, you know, like let's say an open plane, it might sound something like this, <laughs> right? Or like let's say hypothetically, you know, you were in the middle of a big sword fight, you know, it might sound something like this. Or maybe I don't know. Like, in the stomach, isn't it? There, it's been stabbed straight in the stomach. Exactly. <laughs> See, you get it. 
you can picture it if you close else. your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or you know, maybe a nice coffee shop. You're sitting and you're having a conversation, and just in the background, you hear. <laughs> you know, Oh, coffee's done. Latte. Coffee's done. Yep. That's it. That's, that was order up. I don't know if you heard yeah, that. Order yeah, order up. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we've, 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 we've been. a really good example of sound design. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. It's a passion. It's like we, we're, 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 we're kind of one note in a lot of ways, but you know, you'd be surprised how much the we could just sort of. Note. We could sort of force that uh, that that sound into any sort of creative process. It's amazing how it works. Definitely sounds like forcing something. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <clears throat> Robin yeah. Switch wants to know if you can also sing, Amer. Are you a vocalist? Yes, I can. Um, yeah, you can check out my Spotify or like wherever it's uh, the initials E M R, because um, my name is Emer and it's an Irish name. But um, like when it's I was saying Pro Tools sessions, I just kind of started taking. <laughs> Is Emer a common name? It's not a name. Uh, That's not a name. It is <laughs> no, it's a not. name. Excuse me, I called it. But there's actually like underground war between I've never heard the name Emer in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a very British thing to say. You wouldn't know much about Ireland, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's hilarious. Back America. <laughs> but, True. Uh, but there's, but yes, yeah, so there's this whole underground war between emers. So, um, it's, so the way I spell E I M E A R, and the other spelling is E M E R. So obviously, I believe that's wrong. But I met this girl at a music festival, and she was so friendly. We were having a good chat. She's like, "Oh, like, what's your name?" I was like, "Oh, I'm Emer." She's like, "How'd you spell it?" I was like, "Oh, E I M E R." And she goes, "You're stupid." I was like, "Like completely out of nowhere." She's like, "Yeah, you spell your name wrong. You're stupid." I used to think you were right, but my friends called E M E M E R, so you're wrong. And I'm just like. Oh okay. boy! <laughs> well, it's funny because like... you know that stuff just is rooted in some long-standing feuds, right? Like my last name is Cochran with an E, but there's Cochrans without an E, and it's like when I see a Cochran without the E, I'm like, that's gross, that's nasty. Like, why'd you take it off? It's because at one point, two clans of Cochran, a clan of Cochran disagreed. They're like, we don't like you so much, we're gonna change the way we spell this. And it's like, <gasps> like that was the big deal back then. It's like, so we're gonna sound the same, but we're not spelled right. the same. You get out. And that's how it's, it's a you know. bit continue. of American history. Uh, in between the uh, Revolutionary War and the Civil War, there was a very short-lived small war in Missouri between the two Cochran factions, the ease and the not ease. And uh, it got real bloody. Are you a naughty? Nothing. Tens Nothing. of people were killed. <laughs> Tens of people. Uh, funny, funny story, actually. My, my, uh, obviously, you know me as Richie, and every time anybody asks how it's spelled, I insist you stick a T in there, R-I-T-C-H-I-E. That's how you spell it. And if they don't put a T in, I correct them. It's not even my fucking name. My name's Richard. <laughs> feels right. <laughs> it's, it one feels of my, right. it's one of the things that drives me nuts is I always want to spell and pronounce people's names the right way, and when I get it wrong, I feel horrible. And so when someone doubles down on that and is like, hey, by the way, uh, my name is spelled like this. I'm like, I'm sorry I failed you. I tried, but I right. didn't know. <laughs> it cuts me deeply. <laughs> um, especially when you try. Yeah, especially when I'm trying. So, I think um, the war, the war of the or underground war of the Emers, though, I, I think that sounds like a that's like a young adult novel. Like, I feel like you could franchise that, write it out and actually have like a, a, a whole turn it into movies, which you could then sound design, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> There's a lot of lot of potential like, there. Groups. We can actually have E M E R versus E I M E A R. How do I spell my own name? And then we could like make like merch, and then you buy T-shirts 
depending on which spelling you're behind. It's like Team Edward, Team Jacob. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. now it's Team Emer or Team Emer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you consider an, uh, I, an American name? Obviously, Emer's Irish. What would you consider an American classic name? John, Trey, 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 Trey. Uh, no, no, that's that's English. That's that's, that's, that's well, I guess I mean, okay, okay. you want it, you want it like an American name, right? You're talking like suburban yeah. white name because you got things or like Travis, Travis, or Trey, I think, Payton, when you know, uh, right. Tristan, Tristan, uh, Bryce, hmm. uh, Bryce, yeah, Bryce, oh, yeah, Chad, Chad you know, um, absolutely, Chad some- is Chad definitely Chad. a. That's a dude bro name from the West yeah, Coast. If, if yeah, if you say Chad, like when, when we would do improv, like if we right. named someone, we're like, hey, check it out, it's Chad. We knew immediately who that person was. They're like, what's oh, up, bro? Like this, yeah. bro? No what's way. up, bro? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to ride the waves, bro. You know? Oh, let's, go let's get just some fish tacos and then we're going to go cut some fucking waves, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. more like a Brad. <laughs> Brad would be a surfer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brad's a good one. That would be like the ultimate combo. Yeah, there's there's like these invented names. <laughs> there's these invented names that always just like make me feel so like Ema. That's an invented no, name. That's <laughs> see that one. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've I've recently talked to like there's Ema and there was someone else, another Irish name, and I've already forgotten it because the way it was spelled to me, I was like, I don't know how that's supposed to be. I don't know how that's supposed to sound. Yeah. But actually, there's a there's a name. I'm gonna spell it for you. If you can maybe tell me how it's pronounced, it's E I R L Y S. Pretty sure you just made that up. E I R L Y S. Yeah. Release. Release. Well, I don't think I in the Irish, uh, <laughs> Irish. There actually is no. There's no Y in in the Irish alphabet. Okay. I, I don't know if that's Irish, but that's someone who who's in the UK who's their their name is that. And I don't know how to. Release. Release. <laughs> Put the cat on. Release. Release. You get down here right now. Do your laundry. <laughs> What? <laughs> that sounds Texas to me. I don't know. Right? Our it does. You said it. it does. Come it... scrub your britches in the worst basin. Oh, God. No, no. Fucking hell, Elise, you chum dog shit. Fucking everywhere. Last time you've been in the bath, it must have been Tuesday last. You know, just something like that. Elise. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Um, So you all have musical backgrounds and I'm curious, especially, you know, you with podcasts, you support independent artists and obviously Emer with what you're doing, you know, you grew up playing and sort of uh, writing this sort of content. I'm curious about your thoughts about just in general, kind of like how piracy kind of works or, you know, maybe more specifically with, with Twitch, Twitch has gone through a lot of, it's been getting punched around a lot lately because they were, grossly promoting that people just play music on their streams, right? They're like, yeah, put a Spotify list together, play it on your stream while you're playing for five hours, do it. Like it was, they were all for it. And then of course, over the last few months, uh, those uh, music companies didn't appreciate that and they brought the hammer down. And uh, they came uh, they came in and basically everyone, you know, if you play any sort of music that's not licensed, um, you could have you get strikes, then also it will automatically have AI in here that will mute the sections of the videos, and that's incumbent upon the the streamer to actually sort of uh, mitigate that. Um, so I'm curious, from your perspective, 
how do you feel about things like Twitch where people have the ability to play music and, you know, same thing with like YouTube, like being an artist, you know, what are your thoughts on that? How does it make you feel to know that someone may grab your music and just play it, you know, on their stream or however they feel about it? Um, well, I think that it's kind of like there's two sides to it, because on the one hand, it can be really great for um like people seeing your content and stuff and getting out there and all it takes is kind of one stream to go off and everything and then like or like one tiktok to go viral or something and then like people start knowing your name but the problem is that that doesn't correlate to royalties or to payment and stuff and like i just think that there needs to be a general change in the industry because like um i wrote it down because there's this songwriter fiona bevan she's written hits for like one direction um for lewis capaldi and she has to drive an uber you know like you have hit songwriters that can't make a living because of this but like i think the way forward is if so basically when you release a song through a distributor you basically get a thumbprint which is an irs <laughs> code and a upc code so if there was some kind of software that could track when the thumbprint is used then maybe people could actually be like oh i can i can like send a docket or something saying that oh hey i should actually be paid for this you know like i don't think i think that they need to go hand in hand but like it needs to develop somehow i don't think that putting the hammer down is the way forward because it's going to cut off a lot of content but we need to adapt yeah that's interesting what do you think richie it's a difficult one because the only people complaining about it really are the are the, the artists that are making shit loads of money right uh, <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> in my experience we we put out music for lesser known artists and youtube will flag their music on our, on our show. Now, they've sent us their music or their PR company sent it or the record label sent it, so we have permission to play it. But the algorithm picks it up as, although this is already on YouTube or something like that, so you, you can't have this. So that, they want us to promote their work, but we can't promote their work because the, the algorithms won't let us. So it's, it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah, you need some sort of signature on the music so the algorithm can pick up on it. Like a, if if it's if it's a popular piece of work that that isn't for promotion purposes, like it's on Vivo or something already, then yeah, it needs a signature so it can be blocked. But otherwise, something needs to be done because the, there's artists out there with really good music that aren't going to get heard because the algorithms won't let them. As for Twitch and Twitch streaming, it's not. Um, it's, it's mainly kind of like EDM type. Um, you need music. It's not really songs you want in the, in the background. There's a guy, I can't think of his name, a YouTube channel called Alpha Gaming. Oh, yeah. Created, Harris Heller, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's created a, I can't think what the, the project is, but loads and loads of free music for streaming. Stream and Beats, I think is what it's called. Stream Beats, yeah, that's it. And it's a really good idea. Um. But another good thing is we might be be able to get into in the future is these artists, if they could get their, you know, they're lesser known, they want their music heard. Why can't gamers start streaming lesser known music by lesser known artists who aren't going to complain about their, their music being streamed? So trying to get streamers in touch with the, the artists who maybe we deal with. There's lots I, of different options, and there's lots idea. of different problems, but uh, how to tackle them, oh, fuck knows. 
No, I think that's a really good point because like the stream beats by Harris Heller, like actually we we play him usually on our intro for while we're kind of warming up the stream, we play that on there because um, you know, I like that he basically created a whole series of songs that you can play um, that he's completely given out. He's like, you can use this; it's free use, and he essentially makes money on the ads that play. Yeah, he makes a shitload of money. Yeah, he's funding his own music studio now. He's bought a new house. He's got his own. Like, he's basically, you know, he spent I think upwards of fifty thousand dollars to commission this music to be made, and now he's making that money back, and he's putting that into making original content with lyrics in his own studio while also streaming. So he made a nice portion of his of his business. To make that happen so i was like kudos kudos to him for doing that which is which is really cool um but you know i think it's interesting because um i'm the same way like i i don't i've never really made anything that anyone's just sort of grabbed and used and put out there without my permission so but i can only imagine what that would be like to have something that you've made and have someone playing it and then it's just sort of, it's just, it's almost like a, a commodity that people are using and you're not getting credit for it. Or I don't know, it's been, music has been devalued so much. It, part of it I know was from Napster, right? You just download whatever you want for free and it became this thing that people just, it was so disposable. And I think, we, I still don't think we've recovered from that <laughs> where people just see music as this thing that's just like, they can use it whenever they want. And we sort of devalued it in a way, which is very upsetting. I Spotify think same, devalued music. Yeah, that too, which I want to get yeah. into that. <laughs> but I think the same thing kind of applies across the board for <clears throat> even photos. Like how many times do you just mm. grab a photo offline and, you know, use it in something that you're you're posting? You're like, well, no, someone went out and took that photo or they put it together if they're a, uh, a graphic artist or something like that. Same thing with videos or with I feel like anything in that uh, anything in the art medium uh, over the years, because my guess is because it's everything has become so much more accessible and it's just out there and there's really hard to trace it back. So you never see the person that you're taking it from. You're just like, Oh, this just exists online. I'll just grab it and use it too. And then, you know, you do that, then 10 people do that, then 10 more people. And it just, it starts to, you know, then all of a sudden your piece is worthless because it's just everywhere. And I think that's, I think the internet in and of itself has been a double-edged sword where you can get more promotion uh, for your stuff and you can get your name out there. But at the same time, it has made anything artistic just disposable. Yeah. And I've... I um, think... the fact that... Go ahead, Amber. Uh, oh. Thank you. Uh, I was just saying the fact that like art is being called content now. I think it just kind of sums it all up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what a good point. <laughs> <laughs> are you a content creator or are you an artist? Because they seem like two very different things, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah I've told so, the I mean, story before, it, but yeah, go ahead, Richie. Like with podcasts, you know, if somebody came along and started stealing our podcast and put it out everywhere, I wouldn't fucking complain. Put it out everywhere if you want. Put it out all over the place. I'm not going to complain. Put it all the, put anybody with a channel, feel free to play my podcast. I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because at some point, that's like, because... We probably wouldn't mind either, but there's a point in time where I think if someone's making money off of that, that's where it's like, hold on a second. You're using yeah. my content to make money, and then I don't. Someone's your big son, fucking not. <laughs> You're very generous, Richie. You're very generous. I respect yeah. that. <laughs> now, I've uh, I've told the story before, but I interned uh, for a minute when I, when I was in grad school at a record label, and um, 
it was Victory Records in Chicago, and um, I remember there was this kid who like he's been there a while, and he just had this sense of entitlement, like I deserve a job at this place. You know, he's like, I've been here, I know the ins and outs. But he also admitted while we were doing some menial intern work that he also still downloaded music and pirated it. And I was like, you work at a record label, man. Like, what do you, why are you stealing it? He's like, well, I don't have any money. But once I get start getting paid, I'll pay for it. I'm like, and this is always what I go back to. Justice probably still hearing this. I'm like, if you order a pizza and you can't pay for it, you don't get to eat the pizza. Like, it's simple as that. But somehow yeah. people have got in their minds that they could just take this subjective thing that's not physical and they can consume it and use it for their own purposes without having to pay for it and i just hate the idea of like look man i'm broke right now so i will pay it back eventually i'm like you don't get it now i'm sorry you just don't it's that's how it goes if you don't have money you don't get to enjoy this thing simple as that i'll I'll come from from a time where i used to put a cassette in the Accept recording, record the the, the top forty because oh, yeah. I couldn't be asked. Well, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to buy the songs. Isn't that the same? I think it is, but the convenience of a tape, the tape has a lifespan, right? Like there's a cassette tape. Like there's only so many times the quality is only going to be so good as what you can get it. You so. didn't give a shit in the eighties. <laughs> you didn't care. Cause, cause I look at that sort of stuff is like, it is, I also had a friend who growing up would rent a VHS tape and he would have two TVs and he would put it in one and then he would record it on the other. So that as they rented it, they would just like tape them. And so they just created this library of bootleg tapes, which was, I'm like, nice. all right, I missed, you know, but I think the thing was like, you had to go to great lengths or at least there was some level of inconvenience and the quality was lessened by what you did. So I look at that as like, well, I mean, you're getting what you get, whereas now the quality is almost exactly the same, which I think so Doug, is also more worse. What yeah. you're saying is that piracy is okay if the level of effort <laughs> is in direct proportion to the quality of the output. I know that's how it sounded, but that's not what I meant. What I meant okay. was, you know, people were probably still pissed, but they're like, well, you're getting a lesser version of what the actual thing is versus now. You could get an exact replica of the, of the thing that doesn't deteriorate. So sure. you might say, Justin, it's kind of almost like a non-fungible token. Some regard, I was, you know. Well, I was going to go into that because they've started doing that, haven't they? Uh, Snoop Dogg did it recently on the uh, Crypto.com. He released uh, a, a song as an NFT or a couple of songs. That's all I've heard ever since we do- we dipped our toes into this. I hear NFTs everywhere. Everyone's trying to get yeah. in the NFT market. I've got I've got I've got one this week. I've got one given to me. I, oh. I wasn't going to buy it. <laughs> Did you pirate the internet? It's, it's a fucking JPEG. It's a JPEG. I could have took a screenshot of it if I wanted it. But you wouldn't have had the, the barcode attached to it. And we wouldn't have known it was the original. Oh. I wouldn't have given a shit either. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm big on cryptocurrency and blockchain. I lo- I've got... Uh, I, I, uh, collect lots of different cryptocurrencies and I'm, I'm willing to what the technology technology can do. I'm willing to what NFTs are poss- can do, especially when it comes to gaming. If you look at the cryptocurrency engine, what they're doing for gaming is amazing because you're going to be able to buy like different swords or different wearable items and transfer them between games and it's your item. And if it, it's definitely, you know, you've purchased it, it's your item. It's like you 
you own it and you can sell it. That that's that's that has a use case. I'm fine with that. But when somebody's selling a fucking JPEG as an NFT, come on. For sixty million, sixty million fucking dollars right. that a JPEG went for recently. It angers me beyond words. I cannot tell you how much I hate that whole new site. And it's probably because, and this is, again, we've talked about this. This is old man Justin coming out. I don't get it, and it scares me. And I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Emer? You, you in the NFT market? What is she will be now. It's, yeah, it's a non-fungible token. Yeah, it's like, it's like a... Um, it's like a certificate of authenticity. Like you own the original right. thing. And so like things like um, Jack's first tweet from Twitter, like it was, yeah. it was taken well, and people to were be, right. Yeah. Okay. Good. I got you. So, but then to be against that is kind of going back to the argument that we were saying that you can so easily just take a screenshot of something <clears> and <throat> how easy it is to have art everywhere and how accessible art is and how it's so devalued. So now it's actually putting value on art. And it's yeah. not free, so it's inconvenient, but actually this is this relation to our previous conversation. I might but debate you the... on whether or not Jack's Can first you get tweet is art. Her? Can you get her off? Can you get her off? <laughs> whether or not, you know, yeah, a, 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 you know tw Jack's first tweet is art is one thing, um, but, you know, hey, art's subjective, I suppose, you know? But I, art is subjective, that's the thing, and it's like, if someone, I mightn't value Jack's first tweet, but maybe his granny does. Mm. A lot. Yeah. That's so you can fucking buy the NFT then. Yeah, the value of it is obviously wildly across the board. It varies, the, but it's the value, yeah. but it's also the fact that just because it doesn't prevent it from being replicated, and the only way to know that it's the original is to have this weird little barcode that you can only see virtually. And like, I I think if if I'm if for that amount of money, if you're paying sixty million dollars or something, like I feel like you. Just like wipe it off the internet and you have that one copy. I, I just I don't understand yeah. paying for the one thing if everyone else can still steal the thing. You know what I mean? I think right. that's I guess that's where my hang up is. Yeah. See, I think that it sounds like this is at the very beginning. Like this could be integrated into all software platforms and at a reasonable expense. Like like we already have Shutterstock photos, so you pay a fiver and you get the late like the logo removed. Right. So maybe it's just something that's gonna be like a future thing. Yeah, I definitely don't mind that at all. <laughs> on Crypto.com, selling, they're selling these, these, these images, these pieces of art by Snoop Dogg, another artist, and you think, oh, piece of art, but I wonder what, wonder what it looks like. It's one-of-a-kind art. Oh, so they've put a picture of it on the, the, the screen for me, a digital picture right there for me to look at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> the Shutterstock thing, get like, a logo over it. Yeah, the watermark. Buy it. Yeah. The logo goes away. We just need to integrate the two. It's all there. It's very exciting. It's all yeah, I think because I'd be cool with like a subscription service like that, right? Like where you pay and you can access to all these sorts of things. Like I'm all for that. I'm all for supporting those things, especially like I do instructional design as my day job. So I do a lot of stock photo. Um, I use a lot of that sort of stuff and I'm always looking for ways to support um, the artists or the sites because there are sites that offer them for free. You just have to provide attribution of you know whoever used it but i'm like is there you know because some of these are ridiculous it's like for uh fifty dollars a month you can, i'm like hold on chill just chill out there and um, we're not doing 50 bucks a month but you know i i do want to be able to support these things because you know they're curating a bunch of things it, you know using stock photography and trying to find the exact picture to fit what you're working on is exhausting 
So the fact that some people are putting these together, they're getting people to make just standard B-roll that you can use and things like that. Like I, I support that stuff and I don't, I don't feel right just taking it and downloading it and being like, well, it's for educational use. So it's technically fair use, but I'm like, still, these are great photos, man. Like I didn't, I can't do this stuff. So I want to give them, I want to give them credit at least. I I mean, I'm a hypocrite. I will steal all the photos and take screenshots. (laughs) And if I have to pay for it, I will find an alternative. But that's because there's been such little value placed on it. Yeah, that's yeah. very Which true. From, the internet was free in the beginning, you know, which is amazing. But now it's like, okay, we need to actually start putting value on these things. And I think it, it puts but... value on everything nowadays. I was like, the pod- podcast, I'm going to this because it was cheap and easy to do. No, it's not. Fuck me. I'm, I'm going to use StreamYard to do some streaming and some videos. Well, that's 40 quid a month. And then just the audio alone, if I'm using... Uh, clean feed well, that's 20 pound a month and then on edit the videos uh, on power director that's 15 pound a month on and then other stuff you've got to pay for fucking everything nowadays it's just, oh no i'm just fed up of paying for stuff i want free stuff no i get that right because yeah. uh, especially it's changing your attitudes towards it your your viewpoint for like you know it could be something as simple as like i really just want a photo and I don't have the ability to go and take this photo, but I need it for what this is. You know, it's, it's just like uh, we've talked about streaming services, right? Like Justin made this really good point a couple episodes ago where, you know, you cut the cord, but that was only really cool for about six months because now every freaking thing has a streaming service that's $10, $15 a month. And now you're paying the exact same amount of money for a whole bunch of separate channels. Um, you know, it's just <laughs> right. We're slowly like, just I mean, recreating the cable model. That's all we're doing. I had a PR company contact me a couple of months ago. I mean, bear in mind, uh, what we do is we, we promote artists who need promoting. They want to get their work out there. So the PR company said, if you pay us a certain amount of money, I can't remember what it was, we'll send you artists to promote. That makes no fucking sense at all. They, they want us to pay to promote someone else. They want you to pay a cost on to do what you already do. Right. <laughs> it's their own subscription yeah. service. They yeah. should be paying me. Yeah. They should be paying me to promote them. But no, I've got to pay them so I can promote them. But that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I do think it's funny because as long as and as successful as podcasts have been, I feel like there's still a group of greasy people out there that don't understand. Their, they, don't ha- they don't bring value to what you're doing, but they, they try to think that they are. They're like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. They go to someone that's already really prolific. Like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you get sponsors. They're like, dude, I already have sponsors. Like, what do you, what do you want? Like, you know, if for, for us, that'd be great. It's like, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to help you get sponsors. We don't have sponsors, but someone who's prolific and they want to come to the table. They're basically like, they don't have any ideas of how they can improve what's going on. And this is a perfect example of that. All right, Richie, here's what we're going to do. All right. I got this for you. We're going to, you pay us and we will give you artists that you can then promote. You're like, how's that different from what I already do? Well, this time you pay us and then we get you artists that you can then promote. Like, cool. Thank you. And then you got got other people, they'll email you. Oh, if you give us so so much a month, we'll, we'll build up your Twitter. And I've looked at their Twitter. They've got like five followers. I've got 35,000. You've got five followers. What the fuck are you going to do for me? Yeah, right. <laughs> or the robot well, followers, right? They're like, hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, just all you got to do is just re- retweet and reply to my stuff and we'll blast. I'm like, I'm not giving you, in, you know, engagement yeah. so right. you can just fart my stuff out into the ether. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
I can st- I can do that on my own. Thanks. <laughs> well, Richie, the reason that they only have five followers is because they're so busy promoting everyone else. So that's that sounds why like they can, to me. Yeah. <laughs> because no one wants to follow them because it's just spam all the time, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. I think one of the things that I think would be interesting, though, with the technology that is going into the NFTs and with blockchain and all that, uh, I think you two had talked about potentially doing some sort of a thumbprint on a song or something when it's used. I feel like that technology has to be able to be baked in using that like blockchain technology. Yeah. So it's yeah. just something anywhere online when that just pops up, it triggers something and it goes right to an account. And it says, hey, claim this or dispute it or something. I feel like that that's some way that I could see this being used that I could totally get on board with because I understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I think that would be great, right? Because talk about it also be great for tracking just to see how, you know, from a metric standpoint, how often is your stuff being viewed and utilized and accessed like I mean, that's just could be, you know, bundled and, and sold as as different opportunities for like, hey, this is how popular my content is. You know, as a as an independent artist, I think that would be so useful. It's kind of like, you know, with podcasts, we are able to track the downloads and things like that, which is like, cool. Right. How are we doing versus, hey, I put this song up on Spotify. I mean, I guess I can see how many plays it got. But beyond that, if it's on YouTube also, I can kind of see. But, you know, there's so many... I think it's like ghost plays that you don't even know about. It'd be nice to, to be able to track that and, and stamp that and also be like, hey, you know, if you have someone representing you, they go to any time that's been accessed and be like, hey, just so you know, you use this. Uh, or there's a note that says, do you want to use this? Uh, please, you know, it gives you contact information to whomever and lets them know, hey, th- this is the person that owns. That would be so useful from a music supervision standpoint, right? You click oh, on a yeah. song. It's like he immediately tells you who owns the master and the publishing rights. Like that would be a... <laughs> As someone who was a briefly a music supervisor, I'm like, oh, it was such a nightmare trying to figure out who owned the rights. It was a, it was awful. Yeah, that's where blockchain's that's going, isn't it? You should do that, Emma. You should create an NFT song and only create a thousand, uh, like a thousand versions of it, and then sell them. I'm gonna write that just down. to piss Justin off. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll it. buy one. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> that's one sale. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of on um royalty collection things like ASCAP and Imro and that kind of thing like really they should be the one developing this and having it online because when you release a song you register with them it with them anyway mm-hmm. so wouldn't it be great if they kind of turned around and started like making that as a service well even, absolutely you know the RIAA which you know I both like and hate at the same time because I like the fact that they're trying to protect artists, but kind of like what Richie said, they're all about the people that make the, the big bucks. Right. And I don't like how they bring the, uh, the hammer down on, they do the, what was it? Uh, the wrong thing for the right reasons. Like in, you know, with the Napster time, how they went off, uh, went after individual people to make an example and to punish them. Where I was like, I don't, I don't, I think you're treating the symptom and not the disease. Like, you're just yeah. trying to sow fear, and that typically doesn't work. When that, especially when it, with piracy, nah, people, uh, <laughs> p- pirates get a pirate, man. Like they're gonna, they're gonna do that stuff. And when I see that, you know, the RI, whenever I see the RIA, I'm like, ah, psh. you know, I know you're trying to do something, but I think it's for the, you know, you're doing the wrong thing, man. Like it's just, right. it's not the way to go about it to just sort of attack people. I mean, you got to have some sort of authority behind you or some sort of threat of some ability, but. It, 
do you understand the landscape of things? Do you understand why people are doing things? Do you need to change your business model? Is that what you need to influence? Because, you know, the whole thing that Nap the reason why Napster was so big was because CDs were 20 bucks for a CD that maybe had one or two good songs. I don't know. People were like, man, this sucks. I don't like it. But they were just breaking in the money. It was so big. They were just being, yeah. And then and people, they saw there was a trend for people to go and download music, but they refused to go after it. And so someone else just did it made it convenient and then all hell broke loose and I'd still argue that we're still reeling from that today and I just I think people are they're so slow to react to what what's going on in the world around them that it's it's part of me is like yeah <laughs> fuck you you got screwed over here because you deserve it because you weren't paying attention but on the other side of it I'm like don't steal people this isn't good <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think when it comes to the music industry and the politics I, I know I could make a big difference if I just cared. <laughs> Sensing a lot of apathy <laughs> over there. <laughs> like the issue, it's it's that the music industry nowadays in streaming, it's actually designed to just feed itself with these algorithms and everything. And it's like, even like I sent uh, music to like Warner Brothers here in Ireland and they, the first thing that they get back was, oh, hey, like, listen, thanks for reaching out. Just so you know, the first thing that we check is your Instagram following. So how many followers do you have? Oh, yeah, and then with, when you're submitting, so it's like anytime you're researching, okay, how do I make it on? How do I crack Spotify? They say, okay, we'll submit to our playlist, but Spotify will only listen to your submission and it'll only like register if you have a certain amount of streams and listeners already. So, like, so then they, so they sign a couple artists, they pump the money into them, they put them everywhere, and then they, then they all own the same, like, all the radio stations are owned by a conglomerate. So mm -hmm. they just, play the same music over and over again so that they're just getting the money back and there's just no chance for for smaller artists to break in unless i don't know unless they get like i mean but what i what i do love is that tiktok has made the playing field a little bit more even because you just never know when one song's going to take off you know so there are little chances and there's opportunities coming up but right. like for the most part it's it's impossible for for like young artists i think i mean you said that email but there's like one or two lesser known artists that you can think of that have made it on tiktok when you compare it to the billions of people that are on tiktok it's not it's not that great a playing field really it's, it's just another place where people can get ignored <laughs> i think well it's kind of like youtube right because youtube had a couple moments where people broke like the beavers of the world you know that made it popular on youtube but it seems like there's this window of time where it's truly this open frontier where anything's possible and then the powers that be come in and they start building walls and they're like cool well we're gonna still create gates and we're gonna be we're gonna own the keys to these gates so you still gotta go through us we're going to change the of, algorithms. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you can sort of, if you're lucky, yeah. you can break through that barrier, but then they change the locks after that. And then, yeah. you know, you may have made it through, but it's, it's so difficult for anyone else to get through. And, and I think part of that is, and this is maybe optimistic or naive or whatever, but I also look at it as you got to make stuff because you want to. You know, you can't necessarily be like, I'm going to make this to make it big. You know, we, we, we all do podcasts. We know what that's like, right? It's right. a labor of love, you know? Mm. <laughs> it's It is, but I would say that because yeah. we all, we often do say that. And I do agree with that where you have to love what you do and you've, you've got to, you've got to want to do it because you want to do it and not to be rich and famous. But I would say that there's the other side of it is that it's not wrong to want a career out of it, to be sure. able to make just a living to be able to live on a thing. 
And I think that a lot of people conflate the two where they're just like, well, you just, if you, if all you want is the money, it's like, well, no, no, it's not all I want is the money, but I want money. I want to be able to live for doing this thing that you are consuming. Like if all musicians just stop making music, everyone would go, well, where's the music? And they would just flip out, but they don't want to, they don't want to pay. So I think there is a, there's the idea of rich and famous, but then there's the idea of just living. It's a career and and doing it and, and making it, uh, making enough to get by. And I think that the fact that, you know, they, they look at the, how many Instagram followers you have and how easy is it? Like, fuck all of that. Like, is the music good? Is this marketable? Yeah. Can we, can we pump this out and people will find it and like it? Because that's why I'm coming to you, Warner. I'm coming to you because I need your fucking PR machine behind me so I can get more followers and people listening to my music. It's, it's such a, um, it seems like such a backwards way to look at things, you know? Especially because you can be really good at social media, but it doesn't mean your music's good. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a good point, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the people who know the SEO stuff, Mm -hmm. right? They know how to to work the algorithms to get seen, which just now I've realized recently, uh, thanks to our producer who is uh, very versed in that, we've seen some success in views because of things like that. Um, But it's just, I made me wonder, I'm like, man, for... People who don't know how that works, which is, by the way, I'm one of those people. Um, how many great things are sort of left in the dust or in the unknown bin because right. they just can't get in front of people? I mean, that's probably life in general, right? That's always been any sort of art is how do you get it in front of people who can appreciate it. But now more than ever, you can have wonderful content, but if you don't know the right keywords to put on your website right. or in your, your, your notes or your write up or whatever, like no one's ever going to find you. And it's, it's, it's kind of scary to think about how much power <laughs> exists in that, in that field. Why? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole thing on its own. And then like nowadays, like as uh, like an independent podcast or independent artist or something like you have to know all of it. And it's so much. You're not yeah. supposed to know all that stuff. Like how, right. like, but like you find it explode <laughs> right this <laughs> is why big artists have teams behind them who they've got their pr team and their social team and their whatever team because for one individual to know all this and then still have time to focus on creating the art it it just doesn't exist like it's you're it's it's that uh what's the old greek mythology where you're rolling the stone up the hill mm. and then you get to the top and it rolls back down and you got to start all over again pythagorean like, theorem that's probably it. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that is what it is to be an artist nowadays. Sure. Why was he yeah. pushing the ball to the hill in the first place? I think he was like being, he was punished. I think that's what it was. Like he was, his thing was he had to roll this boulder up the hill every day. And then every day they like could rolled back down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just endless. Hmm. Um, but then, I mean, in saying that it's always kind of been like that, you know, I just think that there's yeah. less opportunity. I don't know. Like, it's always been hard work to get seen by people, but I think that sure. it's not really the same where it's like you can... Yeah, it's easier now than it used to be, Ema. You're, 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 you're too young to remember. But when I was in the band... <laughs> Probably wasn't even born For people to hear my music, when I was in the band, I had to go play gigs and I had to go and sell, sell or give out CDs. Now, you've got millions and millions of people ready, that can access your music straight away. I never had that. Yeah. And it was it was it was even harder then. The only problem is as time's gone on, 
even more people are doing music and more there's so yeah. the problem is there's so many people out there you just get lost in the crowd and it doesn't matter how good you can be the best artist in the world and i've come across some amazing artists and they're never going to get heard because right. they're just lost in a sea of shit and <laughs> 40,000 songs are uploaded daily Ugh. That's insane. And that's why and that's why you're not getting heard. It's not because of the, the music industry. It's because of how many people and a lot of it is absolutely fucking awful. And it's just creating it's yeah. just creating a, a, a blanket that you that's you know, all there's good stuff in there, but you can't see it through all the shit. Yeah. And we, I know because I get a lot of it. And most of it's hip hop. Because what happens is you get, you get somebody who can't do music and they can't sing and they think, well, I'd still like to do it. So what I'll do is I'll just I'll just talk over a beat, but I can't create a beat either. So I'll pay someone to make a beat for me and then I'll talk over it, but I can't produce anything. So And there's so much of that out there. It's, oh, it's, I'm yeah. getting pissed there's off talking no, about like, it. quality control. But then at the same time, it's like you can't, I don't think we should be able to dictate who can and can't access it. Since it's yeah, I think we should be able to. Yeah, I think we should. No quality control. I think there should be because, I like I say, there's, there's good music and good artists not getting heard because you can't hear them through all the other dog shit. Well, here's the thing now, because the cool thing now is that AI can create the music for you, right? Yes. Recently, against computers, right? Because you, Doug. Because hey, it just was released that (laughs) twenty-seven years after Kurt Cobain's death, they used AI software to create a new Nirvana song, and so they sounded more coherent as well. (laughs) So they took, they essentially fed like thirty songs uh, of Nirvana songs into this AI. And the AI analyzed it and then it was able to create a track. And then they had a Nirvana guy who, who does a Nirvana cover band sing some lyrics to it. And they did this with several artists who basically had uh, either overdosed or committed suicide or something of that as, as a way of sort of like, hey, we're going to, you know, repurpose what People this is. can't argue, you mean. <laughs> exactly. Um, and... And it was interesting because I listened to a little bit of the song. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like Nirvana, but it's not Nirvana. And I also am willing to bet that Kurt Cobain would fucking hate that you're doing this right now. Like he would not. Yeah, true. He would not be cool with this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm fully neutral on this, but I'm just like I don't like that this is kind of where it's coming from. I mean, I, I guess well, if we could get that next real banger of a song out there. And people are like, this is amazing. It's like, did you know that AI built this? That'll be a scary moment, right? <laughs> I thought it was weird how it was it was incoherent, just like Nirvana's music. I, I, I listened to Smells Like Teen Spirit, God knows how many thousands of times, and still to this day, I don't know what the lyrics are. I've read the lyrics, mm-hmm. and I still don't know what they are when I listen to it. I've read the lyrics while I'm listening to it going, Nah, that's not that's not what he's that's not what he's singing at all. Right, that's mm. the beauty of it. Yeah, uh, right. What was I, that movie? Sorry. No, no, please go ahead. Uh, what was that movie about? Um, the ro- like the robots, and then the actor was like, "Oh, well, can you write a symphony?" And the robot was like, "Oh, can you?" But now robots can write symphonies. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, they can also write scripts for movies now through AI, you know, technology. Yeah. They also are I writing the news. Songs. 
you know, because that's the AI is just kind of like filtering through that, which I don't know. Is it useful? Maybe, but it's also this scary. Is, all that, all that I are they writing anything original or are they just imitating what's already been done? Mm. But aren't mm. we all doing that? Oh, Not really, no, because it had to have come from somewhere in the first place. Someone had to be... Yeah, in, uh, you get inspiration from things, right? You, didn't know, you wouldn't have started a podcast. The first person who ever did it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty wild. So what we need is we need a human to create something, and then the AI can just fill out all the rest. Is that what we're? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I guess yeah, my whole yeah. thing is just why, why, why? Yeah. That, why? Why do we things. need? Why do we need this? We don't need this. There's so many better things that we can use AI for. Why? on my playlist. Well, here's the thing, too, Justin. AI is now going to make non-fungible tokens. So what do you think about that? Fuck you. <laughs> Tell you what I think of it. <laughs> no. I don't like he it. He says no. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. Like, the, the thing about AI that I find appealing is that it can take the mundane tasks and it can simplify it. And it can... Hopefully, we can take something that's mundane and we don't have to spend our mental capacity on it to do something better. But when it comes to creativity, I mean, I don't know. Like I, because that to me is like, I, I'm definitely in Richie's camp of the sense of if a human manufactures something, like if you got, you know, not to dump on them because they just get dumped on, but like Nickelback, right? They're, they're known for like, yeah, we're going to play the same song, use the same notes. It's going to be exactly the same. Like that's <laughs> There we go. Thank you, Justin. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna. We play 0.7 seconds, so it's totally cool. Uh, so, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just enough to get into your head, and then you're yeah. like, "Damn it!" Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if a human's doing that, it's like, yeah, okay. Are they a piece of shit? Maybe. Are they playing the game? Maybe. But if all we get is music generated by computers because they've been fed a certain formula that just seems to me it would just just take all of the fun and joy out of something that's artistic and just eh, it just doesn't feel good to me yeah well i guess again if this is if the point was to bring like why do you need to have why couldn't you just bring people together and say hey write a song that sounds like nirvana and then this dude's going to sing it because he kind of sounds like Kurt Cobain. Ta-da. Why do we need AI to write it? I don't understand the why, I think. Again, like, this is purely just for a, uh, it's just to make headlines. That's that's the only thing they were doing this for. Because, again, there are so many other things that we could have AI working on right now that would benefit humanity outside of writing a Forever 27 album. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. But to argue, please, is the AI creating music not also art? I like Emer on this podcast. Mm. She's she's the devil's advocate to Justin's <laughs> devil's advocate. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like, it's just, yeah. Say that AI isn't creating art because it was actually made from something and it was and it formulated something. But is it creating art or is it just imitating art? 
I think it's imitating because it's been programmed but, to but, to take to, to learn off everybody else and what what's already what's already out there. It's not original. Are you life saying AI is alive? alive? You saying it has life? <laughs> now we're getting into the whole does AI have consciousness? Uh, now this is now we're into the ex machina thing. See, this is the same thing Justin had a problem with when they were bringing back James Dean as a hologram in a movie. He's like, yes. this is you actually have someone that's going through and acting, but they're just putting a skin of James Dean over them, and it's like this isn't James Dean. <laughs> this is a computer yeah. that's generating the likeness of James Dean. And I don't know, maybe the AI can get to a point where we can feed every song that's ever been created into this machine. We say, take everything. I'm talking everything from the Romanian polka to your hip hop, to your, your Celtic metal, to everything that's ever been created. And we funnel it into this one program. We say, you have access to every piece of content. I'm sorry, every piece of art ever created. And then please create something new based on put all these things together. I might have a different opinion on that. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what it puts out. If it combines these elements, we never thought possible or, you know, puts in instrumentation. You know, if we've got the, what is it? The hurdy gurdy, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, that instrument just gets played and we're like, Oh my God, a hurdy gurdy solo. I never would have thought of that to have this playing with this X, Y, and Z. And we create something from that and the AI creates something, I'd be interested to see that. Like, that that interests me greatly. I'll tell you what it would come up with. What? <laughs> I think, I think, it, the whole, it goes back to the whole cogito ergo sum, the Descartes thing, you know, I think, therefore I am, and I've created an art because I am. If an AI is doing it, you are doing it, not because you are, but you're doing it because I am and I've created you. So anything that comes from it is come from us. So is it really it doing it or is it us doing it because we've created that which is creating this? Boy. In, in a so sense, yeah, the, the computer programmers, are they the, one, are they the one creating the art then? The developers. Is this who came first, the chicken or the egg, man? Oh, oh God. man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. AI. <laughs> are we... <laughs> Are we in a simulation? Idea coming on this show. My my head's hurting now. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. Yeah. No, that's a good point, right? Because so much of what we create, especially, comes from a place of emotion, of experience. You know, um, you know, some of the most powerful songs have come from people taking what they've experienced and putting it into this audible format. That, that brings something to it. Can an AI, AI replicate that? Because I'm willing to bet it could sophisticatedly do it because it would have access. Again, if we took my scenario, we have it has access to everything. It could probably create something. And if we didn't know it was AI created, would we? Would we be able to be like, hmm, yeah. this doesn't, this sounds like, would we be able to, you know, would it still have the same influence? And now I bet if we knew after the fact, oh, by the way, a computer built this, we would feel differently about it. But if we didn't know, Right. And we had it and we listened to it and we like, wow, that I feel that I feel that's really powerful. You know, uh, would it still matter at that point in time is ignorance blitz. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, mm. If the AI is taking music and inspiration from things that were written by musicians, those musicians put their soul into that. So it is taking from collective. Somebody else's you know? soul. <laughs> it's yeah. borrowing a little bit of soul here and there, you know, borrowing a little soul. So then that kind of does validate its emotions, but it's not 
its own emotions. It's from the emotions that it's learned about. Mm. Oh, man. Hey, I can eat a bag of dicks. I've got no time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, there's no need for it. Like, just stop. <laughs> yeah, that's again. Grandma Dwest said, Thank you. I don't know if it's needed, you know? Unless this is like, we need to teach it this yeah. so it can teach us something else. You know, this is kind of like a stepping stone to something right. else, but I don't know what that next thing would be. So, I don't know. I got nothing. There, yeah. there was actually, a... Uh... Actually... Go ahead, please. No, sorry, go on. No, 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 no you... no, you go. Nope. Oh, She's going to be an awful episode of Treddit, this is. Fucking hell. Well, I was saying that, like, with, like, DistroKid or, like, distribution companies, this kind of thing, so bring it back to me, um, to that, like, like, you can't even contact customer service anymore. It's, like, mm. FAQs. So it's, like, that's someone who could have been helping. That's It's just becoming so, unper so, like, unpersonal, you know? And people are, like, losing jobs, and it's, like, when is it going to... When's it gonna stop? Like, you, like humans need jobs, and like we need to. You, AI is just stealing everything. Like it's mad, and not mm -hmm. stealing. We're making it, but we're not making it. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said where I personally prefer talking to a machine for sort of basic help with stuff. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather be able to. F I'm the guy that if I'm in a department store or something and I can't find it, I'm like, I'm gonna look and see if I can find it first before I ask for help because I'm just stubborn. But same thing, like if I'm trying to, you know, troubleshoot, I want to see if I can find the solution first before I talk to people because I hate talking to people. So that's where I, that's kind of how I am with things. So I don't like chatbots, but I definitely don't mind going through the resources first to see if I can figure it out. And then, you know, so in that regard too, like I worked in customer service, Justin has too, uh, dealing with the same questions all the time, every single day. Is that really a job? Or is that slowly depleting your life force and aging you at a rate that is unconscionable and honestly deplorable to the human species? Fair. <laughs> I, 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 I personally, I always try to find a solution for everything myself now because I get fed up. I already know, I already know that if I've got a problem or an issue, I'm going to get referred to the fuck you in a way, the FAQ. And so <laughs> you might as well just figure everything out yourself. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. Every, but I understand why they do it because you know with big companies that they, they they can't handle every stupid little problem. I don't know. It, yeah, but yeah, I I don't like being referred to the fuck you because they don't like my question. <laughs> That's fair too. Uh, there's there is one uh, one AI generated song that I do think is worthwhile. Uh, I do think it's catchy and I like to play it at least for myself about once a week. And it goes a little something like this. Welcome to the throwdown. Woo! That's an original one. We don't did have you, to pay for anything on that. <laughs> did you explain what the throwdown is? Or are they coming um, to this blind? Welcome to the throwdown. Uh, so this is the part of the show where we take two things and we put them against each other. They enter an arena and we have to debate which one is going to come out alive. So uh, this week is a very special one in honor of it our is. guests. You know, we definitely wanted to be inclusive here. So Justin, roll the drums. So this week, the throwdown is between Captain America versus Captain Britain. So. Captain Ireland. <laughs> a leprechaun with a cape. <laughs> So, 
Uh, so for uh, let's see here, how 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 familiar are you all with Captain America and Captain Britain? Cap Cap, who the fuck's Captain Britain? Um, <laughs> uh, really? Um, I, I found out about him an hour ago, and he's got all the all the powers that Captain America doesn't have. He's he's amazing. <laughs> what why why does why did we not hear about him before? He can fly in all manner of shit, can't he? Yeah. He's more, uh, he's more comparable to Captain Marvel than Captain America. Very true. That's very true. Uh, yeah, Emer, what about you? You familiar with Captain uh, Captain Britain? Uh, thankfully not. <laughs> thankfully it's, not. It's I just it's. A bit of... Don't be fucking thankfully not. You're still part of the British Isles, even though you're in Ireland. It's just no, Boris Johnson no, with a mask. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. We made you! We made you! You stole us! <laughs> Ooh, I want to see where this goes. history here, okay? Careful now. Careful. Tread lightly. <laughs> anyway, I did a little bit of research on Captain Britain, and I do think that he would be Captain America, because he's got way more powers. Yeah, he's uh, significantly powerful here. Let's, let's start with Captain what's, America. What's the tail of the tape there, Doug? All right, so Captain America obviously has the super soldier serum in him. It gives him artificially enhanced physiology. Uh, so he's got peak human strength. Steroids. So, yes, he's basically on steroids. He's, he can sustain lift 800 uh, pounds or 363 kilograms and can bench press uh, 1,100 pounds or 500 kilograms as a warm-up. So he's very powerful. Peak human speed. He can run at about 30 miles per hour, 48 uh, kilometers per hour. And uh, he's durable, so he's, he's very durable. He's got peak human agility. He's like the peak human in every possible way for, like, reflexes, stamina, recovery. Um, he also has a, a advanced longevity. He's a great tactician, a great strategist. He's a phenomenal martial artist. He's a master shield fighter because he's got a shield. You just sat there describing me. <laughs> So, I mean, he's also, according to this website, a professional sketch artist. Didn't know that. Lesser known fact about Steve Rogers. Um, All right. And he you know. makes a mean uh, omelet, too. Yeah. I mean, he's a heck of an omelet. He's a big egg guy. Yeah. Um, so he's like the, the peak human being. Captain Britain has, uh, he's <clears throat> interdimensional energy conduit. So basically, he's got superpowers at this point in time. He's got superhuman strength. So at his peak, he's he's able to lift approximately ninety tons. So obviously, way more than you know, eleven hundred pounds. How is this a competition? I don't I don't think at this point that it's going to be. To be quite honest with you, uh, superhuman stamina, superhuman they, durability. Because they're both the same rank in the military. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, he can fly. Uh, he's capable of surpassing the speed of sound, which is seven hundred and seventy miles per hour. Um, superhuman reflexes, agility, senses. His strength what? level is... I just read down to his weaknesses. <laughs> his confidence. What the fuck? His, his powers are based on his confidence. So here's the thing. So all Steve Rogers has to do is just be like... Didn't it used to be. Didn't it used to be. That's a new thing. His powers used to be based on a, on on his amulet that Ema pointed out earlier to me. But now yeah. I've changed it to, oh, I'm not feeling very confident today, so I'm shit. Yeah. It used to be based on his uniform. So Captain it, America has... So if I was him, I'd be taking cocaine every day. <laughs> so, yeah, if Captain America is a strategist, he just be like, we've got to get to his confidence. How do we hurt his confidence? We make fun of him nonstop. Right. Just, 
Your mom was never really proud of you, was she? <laughs> You're not from here. He turns into some guy from the south. You're not from here, buddy. <laughs> you ginger prick. <laughs> <laughs> You're not from Britain. How do you call yourself Captain Britain? That ain't right. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, so it used to be his uniform. If he didn't have his uniform on, he didn't have his powers, but now it's, it's oh. confidence. So that's the only, the only big weakness is confidence. And it's something that, you know, maybe Captain America could exploit. I don't know. You know, I'm going to, I'm just going to put it out there that if I, if I know I can fly at the speed of sound, I can lift anything. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much Superman at this point. That's that, a fair I, thing. How, how can I not be confident? What have I not? I, I, I can have whatever I want, whoever I want. I can. How can you not? Oh, just, I feel like I, I can't achieve much. No, he's never going to feel like that. Sure. Never. What if Captain America it's, sends him an email and is like, hey, listen, we're going to have to fight, all right? But just know, he like gives him a list of all the things that he stands for and just knows that like by fighting him, he may be doing the wrong thing and he gets in his head, you know? If they just straight up meet and like it throws down Captain America's toast. I mean, Captain Britain's also got genius intelligence levels. So I mean, this guy will absolutely annihilate him. So the only way that Captain America could potentially thwart his death would be to somehow send him an email Have in advance. That well, that might enrage. I don't know if that's going to affect his confidence. You know, that might just you know. Oh, his I mean, wife would probably be better. I, I had it off with your oh, wife, and she said it was. She said I was better than you. That would mm-hmm. do it. That would definitely do it. Confidence. So Captain yeah. America goes in disguise into Captain Britain's life and becomes his best friend, and just slowly starts pushing everyone around him away, and then Ooh, deprecating on himself and get really get in there from the inside, and then. Can I me? You're evil. <laughs> exactly wow it's working she's like trust me this works this works this is a proven strategy no wayne's left neil's left wayne's leaving what the fuck's going on ema i don't know richie they probably left because of you like What's happening? Oh, that was just my an goodness. example. I wouldn't actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> oh, we're watching it happen. This is hypothetically. amazing. <laughs> hypothetically, theoretically speaking. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Oh man. Well, okay. So look, if Steve had that kind of runway and he was he was working with that, I don't know if there's a uh, I don't know if there's a. But are we talking? So I. <laughs> I guess we have to set the parameters. Is this a is was this the long con all the time, or are they just like they both rounded a corner? They had coffees, they bumped into each other, coffee spilled, and now they're pissed at each other. Yeah, if that situation, Captain America loses hundred percent of the time, yeah. and uh, even if he plays the long con with it, I still think yeah. there's a significant chance he'll lose if he doesn't play it exactly right. So unless she's yeah. played, unless she's played by Ema, in which case, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure success. So I think uh, I'm leaning towards Captain Britain all the way. I was told we, by Wayne. I was told by Wayne that there was more. There, there's Captain Britain and there's, there's like other jurisdictions as well. So you got like Captain Birmingham, Captain London. You've got apparently there's lots of different captains according to the comics. Do they all roll up to Captain Britain though? I have no fucking idea. Interesting. <laughs> so in regards to this, we're saying Captain Britain. For- <laughs> That was awesome.
Excellent. Very good. Wow. So what a show. This has been phenomenal. Thank you, Richie, and thank you, Emir, for hanging out with us and taking the time to, uh, you know, not only talk music, but talk nonsense. That's uh, our wheelhouse, our bailiwick, if you So now this is part of the show where we like to uh, give you an opportunity to obviously promote your whatever you've got going on promote your social medias and also recommend anything if there's music movie book tv show anything that you would recommend that you think people should check out please the floor is yours start with email. shepherd pie okay shepherd pie there we go Delicious dish. <laughs> <laughs> Emer, we'll start with you uh, okay can i well if you don't mind these guys could check out my song called sun arise by myself emr um it actually has placed as a finalist in the great american song contest so that was kind of some cool news um and then obviously check out the podcast you haven't heard this music podcast um follow us on twitter our website social media i'm gonna pass it over to richie um that's pretty much it yeah and shepherd's pie you like shepherd's pie um We could check out the Adapted to Screen podcast, my new podcast. We had Scott Capero on earlier the week. I don't know if you know who Scott Capero is. No? He's an actor comedian. He was in Miss Doubtfire. You know the two brothers? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was one of the brothers. We had him cool. on uh, talking about Miss Doubtfire in the book. And it's all oh, it's just a little side project I'm doing. But mainly mainly you haven't heard this music podcast. Come check us out and uh Yeah, that's about it really. That's awesome. Emer, one more time. What was the name of that song? Sun Arise. Okay. Not Sun- the Rolf Harris one, because Rolf Harris did Sun Arise as well. Gotcha. Oh, really? Yeah, well, basically, sure that EMR is there then. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Uh, on Amazon Prime, uh, check out Invincible. It's the... Uh, uh, TV show uh, based off the comic by Robert Kirkman, and it is real. It's got an insane, insane voice cast to it, and it is. I was surprised at how much. I remember Seth saying, "Like, damn you, Doug! I stayed up till four in the morning watching everything because it just kept dragging me into the next one." And it does. I was. I consumed. I think three episodes in one day, and I was. I was full on into it. So, Invincible on Amazon Prime. Check it out, Doug. What do you got? Excellent. I highly recommend that. I also recommend uh, a lesser, I think, celebrated film. It's on HBO Max. It's King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. It's a fun take on the uh, King Arthur legend. And I rewatched it uh, yesterday and I was like, this is a good, I think this is a good movie. I don't think it got the love it deserved. I think it was going to be like a franchise. And I'm like, ah, I'd love to see what comes next. And they were like, nah didn't do good i'm like i don't know i thought it was great i thought it was fun it's very enjoyable there you go. speaking of guy richie isn't he directing the captain britain film he could be it's probably I think, he might, I think he might be there you go yeah. i love the editing style like that he brings to the table it's just very engaging and interesting the way he tells the story so it was a fun it's a fun film not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but it's a fun one it's a it's a really good movie there's things happen where i'm like you know what i don't know how that got there but i'm not mad at it i'm okay i'm okay with this this is cool this yeah. is fun jude law's in it uh charlie hunnam's in it uh you got a lot of great folks that are in it. it's it's totally worth checking out so speaking of stuff you should check out be sure to check out my gap podcast on all our social medias at mind gap podcast don't forget to follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash mind gap podcast check out our youtube channel 
uh, Mind Gap Podcast. We post all of our episodes there as well as highlights uh, from the show and our streams. And please be sure to check us out uh, Tuesdays 8 p.m. Central and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central time on our Twitch channel. Tuesdays we uh, do our typically do our podcast live, except for today was a special one. We did it on a Sunday. And then uh, Saturdays we do our uh, video game stream, which will include the Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy board game with Justin and pals this coming Saturday. So be sure to come hang out, check that out. And Justin can be found digitally as well. That's true. Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Verbal, Podbean, all the places you find and consume the podcasts. You can share us, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. The big one is sharing. Just copy the link, share it out, tell people, hey, these guys are cool. You should listen to them. It would mean us a lot. It would mean a lot to us. Or it would mean us a lot. However you speak, it's fine. We don't judge. Also, 2eastate.com slash mindgap. And then keep an eye on all of 2eastate's stuff because we got uh, we got things. We got things coming. Yay! Backers, the backer screening of Sid Penrose should be coming in the next two weeks. And after that, it's the wide release. So Yay. You've, you've only heard me been <laughs> pitching this for about two years. So Can't yay. Wait. Yeah. So exciting. Once again, uh, Richie, Emer, thanks so much for hanging out with us. This was an absolute delight. And, of course, you're always welcome to come back. Thank you. Thank you. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Next week it is. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> so, for that being said, I'd like to say, uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Peace. Mind Gap Podcast.